Here we go. Yeah. Welcome back to No Stone Unturned. Back with another episode, Mr. Grumpy himself, Cynic. And I'm the optimistic asshole that believes we can change the world. Let's have some fun. Fuck. Fuck. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. You are not a Jedi yet. Julia place to have a party. And curiosity often leads to trouble. Totally redeem yourself. Doc, check me out. I got a fat voice. Now actually, it is absolutely absurd to say that we came into this world. We didn't. We came out of it. Out of it. Out of it. It is absolutely absurd to say that we came into this world. We didn't. We came out of it. Feels good to be back, Cynic. It's your boy Frankie Frank on the ones and twos. And I'm Herr Cynic. What's going on, my guy? <laughs> not Harry Cynic, Herr. Coming from the concentration caps. Well, that's not a good joke, actually. <laughs> Maybe I should edit that out. <laughs> and here we go. Yeah, you know why you said that? It's because what I what we were talking about like two seconds before going on the air. Yeah. Our local concentration camp. Come visit. Speaking of visiting, sorry, just real quick before we get into it. Oh yeah, because because we have this concentration camp like right here. Did we ever take you to this place? I think we. I came. Is that the place that remember that it started snowing? We went in and it was normal. Then when we came out, it was snowing. It was something like majestic and beautiful. And we walked through the gas chamber. I don't know if we went to that one. We walked through okay, gas chamber. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It was this one. I even saw the ovens, bro, where they got put into, bro, and yeah, treated yeah, yeah. inhumanely to say the least. Exactly. Exactly. Well, now that we're so close, we see the throngs of tourists. They come walking from the train station to go there. Oh, so you're close to that camp. I'm, yeah, I'm like, I could be there in five minutes. That's how close I am now to that camp. Bro, there's a lot of fucking dead souls, man, that are creeping around that neighborhood, Bro, my guy. it gets worse. It gets worse. What? The place where they built our house it here. It was not a cemetery. It, it was not. No, man. Jesus Christ. I've never visited ever. Cynic, ever. No, it was not a cemetery, but they had um, prisoners. There used to be some like factories here on this land. And they brought them over forced labor, you know, to to build stuff. I think it was like some blimp things, some Zeppelin things. So the I prisoners don't know. themselves... The Jews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People from like the camp and whatever they they brought them over here to the manual laborers. Or anybody who wasn't blonde haired, blue eyes, basically, yeah. right? Would go in the forced labor. I didn't realize that until like recently. They put up a plaque like on the corner. No. And then in in the plaque, you can see an an, an aerial photo of what used to be here, and it's literally right where all our houses are now. So it's kind of that's kind of weird. Yo, if our nephew has an imaginary friend. Even though he's too old for that. 
That fool's already buying cigarettes, but I'm just saying. Um, easy, easy. No, I'm not saying he's going to. I'm just saying he's old enough, too. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying. Remember, it. he's listening. Don't give him any ideas. No, no, no. You're good. Um, but that's, the, in all seriousness, bro, that's, uh, yeah, that's fucking, that's interesting, man. Yeah, it is. It is. I watch a lot of shows, like, on another app that, again, I have to, I'll be more than willing to bless you with, my guy, Discovery Plus. Discovery Plus has... ID channel. We've talked about this because you like the murder mysteries too. You need this app. Remind me to send you my info. Actually, I'm going to do it right now. I think we tried. It doesn't work. I couldn't even find the app here, remember? You couldn't find it? No, nah, it, doesn't, it doesn't appear in the uh, Play Store for me. Discovery Plus. Well, man, there's this fucking the, the travel channel, which is another multiple channels that are available on this app that has all the shows that the travel channel has. It's all spooky shit. And not to get you nervous, but we'll leave it there, you know? <laughs> oh, shit. We got it now. You know why? Because when you when you wanted to send it to me before, uh-huh. there was this Discovery Plus wasn't here yet. Yeah. And I realized like a week or two ago that it was here because I saw some sort of some I saw it pop up in this, you know, the smart TV menu thing. I love that as shit, an app. Bro. I love and then it. I should, oh, shit, that's pretty cool. And I guess now that it's officially in Germany, that's why now the app is available. So Say less. Here we go. <laughs> that's awesome, bro. You're always hooking us up, man. I love that. Listen to me, man. It's family. You're, you're a real stand-up guy. So there's a lot of shit on that. Fuck, bro, there's 90 Day Fiance. Just watch it. Just shut up and watch it. It's fucking no, good no, TV. No. You're not All right. You don't got to do that shit. But go to fucking ID for the murder mystery. You're going to have a buffet. Fucking Twisted Love Sisters, it. you know, the wife scorned, fucking everything, bro. It's fucking evil lives here. Fucking amazing. <laughs> and then I go to bed that night sucking my thumb. That's the fucking scariest part about that. Like, that shit does not affect me, bro. Seriously? Yeah, it really I mean, doesn't. Like, I mean, I, I... I don't know if it would affect me, but... I mean, it depends, though, right? Like, if it's too, like... If, if somebody killed his fucking kids and his wife, like, shit like that is fucked up. But if you're just putting pints on in your fucking husband's soup and he's dying a slow death, yeah, I'm all in. I'm fucking course, all in. Yeah. You know, like, I need to know how pints all taste. So they try to get the boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> One, two. I think I would be fine. I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. Yeah, And I great. hear some pretty crazy shit. So I think I'll be fine. Yeah, not that I'm worried that I'm going to ever have pints all in my soup, but just in case. I think I said that before on here. But that's pretty dope, man. There's a lot that's been happening since we've been gone, Cynic. I mean, we recently, we've had another major hurricane fucking pummel the west coast of Florida. And, you know, we'll get into that. Hey, it's good to be back, man. I miss your your beautiful mug. I know that I've had some, some listeners, which, again, you love. We all know that you love. But they've reached out and they've been asking us where the fuck you guys at. You know, you guys bailed on us or what? No, we're still here. There have been some some life changes, mm-hmm. but we found a way back to the mic, man, which just lets me know this uh, this thing is worth holding on to, Cynic, because um, people miss it. And I know ultimately we can make it work within our schedules, although, again, there are things that do change in our life. But if we can still make it work despite that, then let's go for it, man. So it's good to be back, man. It's good to uh, in front of the mic with you and, yes, and in our listeners' ears again, you know what I mean? Thank you very much for the kind words. I feel exactly the same as you do. Yes, exactly sir. the same. I'm really happy to be back. 
even if it takes a little bit getting in the saddle we get a little rusty a little <laughs> this and that but we always have a lot of fun so yeah i'm looking forward to kicking this season off today let's fucking do it man let's fucking roll before we get into anything in too deep do we want to start with the fun fact now or do we want to talk about the new puppy you got or what are we doing here Little puppy pups, yeah, man. We got a new member of the family as of two days ago. That's why I look a little less fresh than usual because <laughs> that little fucker doesn't let me sleep. He uh, is a Yorkie. Yeah, man. Little Yorkie, and his name is Bruno. Bruno. Because it totally fits his rough ass face. He's got an old man face. He's a tiny little puppy, but he's got this old man face and look at to him. So, yeah, we, we went back and forth with the name, but that one just, just stuck and everybody liked it. So, yeah, man, um, we're, we're happy to have him. I definitely have been, I've been annoying the wife with that, with that idea for some time and uh, finally broke her, broke her will. <laughs> so she jumped on board and we, we got him yeah, a couple of days ago. So, happy camper. Well, fucking Bruno, welcome to the family, my guy. We're happy to have you. Man, I love dogs. I'm such a mush when it comes to dogs. <laughs> You know, know. I'm sure you've heard it, man. Like, there's a lot of people that say, you know, fuck, I love I love dogs more than I love humans. And I don't want to admit that, but. (laughs) (laughs) But I kind of get it. Oh, man. I kind of get it. They're just fucking great. So, Bruno, welcome to the family, man. Cue the applause. All right. No stone, unturned fans, NSU, stoners, whatever you want to call yourselves. All right. Make sure that uh, social media page. And leave a quick hello for our boy Bruno. I'll send you a pic. I'll send you a pic you can share with people. We need to get him his NSU shirt. <laughs> we need to get some custom doggy gear. And then we need to get P some doggy gear too. Because yeah. Prince needs some doggy. And then Leia needs some doggy gear. <laughs> and then Onyx and Zeus need some doggy gear. Listen, man, we're going global, man. <laughs> we have gear for the whole zoo <laughs> that we own in the family. How's the potty training coming along? Um... Could be worse. And why is he waking you up at two in the morning? He's a puppy. He should be sleeping, bro. Nah, man. He well. To be fair, his they have a lot of energy, though, man. His first night was the night that he 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 was really bad, more unsettled. So yeah, yeah last night, which was the second night, he was already a lot better. Like he he cried a little around three in the morning, but just for short, and then he he fell back asleep, and he was fine until six in the morning. So that's quite good because the first night I got. In total, like three hours of sleep, Ooh. because he was freaking howling at the moon. Oh, little um, guy! Where do you yeah, have yeah, him sleeping he, in the crate? We have him in a crate, but I slept nah. like on the couch right next to him. You gotta bring so, him in the first nights, man. He has to nah, sleep nah, with you guys. Nah, 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 nah. He has to feel your go. warmth. Here we go. He needs to we're, feel we're, warmth, gonna, we're gonna have a fight now about listen, how to raise. Listen, puppies. man. All right, <laughs> listen. You know kids. I know puppies. All right. <laughs> You know humans, I know dogs. <laughs> nah, I'm playing. But yeah, yeah, that first night's always tough. It's so a transitional. But it's good that you said you slept on the couch next to him? Yeah, yeah. I was right next to him, so he... That's awesome. Oh, I can see my wife is taking him out right now. You want to see him? Yeah, man. Let me see Let's fucking see. Bruno. I love Let's that name, by the him. way. Great name. Can you see that little black I see that little black fucking avocado to the left there, yeah. He's currently pooping. There Thank you go. You, hey, listen. Wifey's doing good. Keeping them on track. You guys need to go on um, Amazon and I get those doggy bags. Bro, I get like a hunt, like fucking 50 rolls, bro, for like 12 bucks. It's murder. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'll send you the link, bro. And just, I buy that shit once a year, bro. I mean, I still have from last year, bro. 
and it's just rolls on rolls on rolls, and you just boop, pick it up. They're small, you yeah, know. And you do the the hand in the back trick, right? So you mm-hmm, scoop mm-hmm. the poop, then you pull it. Yeah, yeah. Boom, right? Yeah, nice and clean. No, no fucking chocolate pudding on your fingers. Nobody wants that. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro. You had to go there. Listen, let's it's talk about dog poop here. real quick, man. All let's right, not. let's fucking talk about dog poop real quick because, listen to me, man. I live in a cul-de-sac in Miami, Florida, Pembroke Pines. Why am I giving you my exact location? Down south, motherfuckers. And then there's people that inevitably come by with their dogs, which is cool. You know, I understand you want to walk the dog. But if you don't have a bag in your pocket, bro, to pick up your shit, it's fucked up. Because this is people's lawns. You're not going to a fucking park. You're walking your dog, like, literally, like, on a sidewalk where there's grass, which is people's lawns. And inevitably, your dog's, what all the grass they're smelling, is going to bend his back and drop a fucking deuce. So people let their dogs crap on other people's lawns? Oh, I know my dog's poop. All right, and there's plenty of times that I see poop on the on the because it's more on the grass that's closer to the street. It's not like they're gonna. I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen it all. I have seen people come on my lawn because the dog pulls them, and I told them get the fuck out. I have seen that, mm-hmm. but typically mm-hmm. it's just the grass that borders the street. But that's still your grass, right? And that's yeah. where you find all the fucking evidence, bro. And it's like you're a piece of shit, bro. You're a piece of shit if you're not picking up after your dog because this is not a public park. Yeah, you know, I feel you. even in, even like my dogs poop on my yard on my lawn and I pick it up. Why? Because I don't want shit to accumulate everywhere. That's why I fucking pick it up because it's the right thing to do. So what do you think is going to happen if I'm walking my dog and he shits on your lawn? I'm going to see inside investigation, clean that shit up. It was never there out of respect <laughs> because I'm a good human being. You're a piece of shit if you're not picking up the shit. That's all I got to say. And we can move on. There are a lot of POSs, man. You oh, know, man. a lot of selfish people out Come there. Come on, bro. I mean, every now and then, there's probably someone who, oh, shit, I didn't have a bag. You got to account for the ones who got n- caught. N- 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 no, no, no. I'm saying. Come back and the- pick it up then, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> if you left because you, maybe you were on the lot. phone. You left. Oh, boom, boom. That shit happens. I got it. Come back and pick it up, bro. Leave a note. <laughs> like you like you hit somebody's car. Hey, man, this is my poop. I live here. I'm going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Put a little sign on it. <laughs> you don't have a bag, right. but you have a pen and a paper to leave a note. You're right. Apparently. But yeah, man. Poop talk over. Poop talk over, Bruno. Welcome. Let's uh, let's 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 get into this fun fact, Cynic, and let's get into some unfortunate news. But I think uh, definitely we're chatting about. Yeah. What do you got for us? Yeah, yeah. fact leads us right into into our first topic of the night yes sir you know have you ever heard of this guy named christopher columbus (laughs) (laughs) allegedly this asshole i I don't know how i feel about this fun fact because i'm not sure i believe it so let's call it a fun possibility (laughs) not a fact a fun faux pas no, because, you know, he's supposedly the one who discovered America, right? Supposedly. We, we know better now. That's why I say allegedly. Exactly. But in any case, um, this fun fact is, is about this guy. So Christopher Columbus apparently wrote the first known report of a hurricane in 1495. 
Sounds a bit ridiculous, right? He discovered everything. Right? He discovered America first. He wrote the first hurricane report. He Christopher wrote. Columbus discovered oxygen. In 1493, he built the first intentional European colonial town in the New World. It was intended as a base from which to establish Spain's or Spanish presence and dominion in the Indies and was his American home. The site is located on the east bank of the Bajabonico River where it empties into the Bay of Isabella, about 28 miles west of present-day Puerto Plata. Dímelo. On the north coast of the Dominican, Dominican Republic. Dímelo. Yeah, and then it goes on to say, a, quote, violent hurricane struck Hispaniola. Hispaniola, we know, is the island of the Dominican Republic and, and, and Haiti. Them boys, load them up. Near La Isabella from the southwest. It happened on the 23rd of September, 1494, shortly after he arrived with his fleet on his second um, trip to, to the New World. So there you go. Apparently, the first report of a hurricane in, uh, in the New World <laughs> was, done by, uh, was written by <laughs> Christopher Columbus. Yeah, that was the most confusing fun fact I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> Was it? Once Why? you were done, I was like, all right. <laughs> all I heard was, was Puerto boring. Plata, Española. Because it was boring, right? You weren't listening. I was. I mean, you I heard was Christopher in- Columbus, <laughs> then he tuned out and waited for something interesting. I was invested, bro. But once the once I made the, the natural recap in my head to make sure I understood, I was like, all right. No, no, no. But in all seriousness, he's basically the one that discovered the first hurricane. It's what would. <laughs> I'm going to make my my fun facts ADHD proof (laughs) for the American audience. There was too many words, man. (laughs) So so what do you do again? (laughs) Run that that by me again. No, he went to Hispaniola. What he do over there with them hazy boy? (laughs) With them sapases, though. All right, guys. The too long long didn't read. Christopher Columbus in 1494 wrote the first report the first known report of a hurricane while he was on the island of Hispaniola. Okay? Boom. <laughs> Look, that's what it needed to be right there. All right? I told you, it's rusty. I'm a little rusty. <laughs> nah, nah. I, thought, I thought, let me come with some information. Let the people know the background. <laughs> Frank is like, who? Christopher, what? Let's get on with it. What's not a laughing matter is um, the hurricane that we just experienced down here in South Florida, Hurricane Ian which ravished the Fort Myers area and surrounding areas. I think um, that toll right now, well, at last I heard yesterday was around 58, and I'm assuming that that's a fluid situation where, unfortunately, be more than that, right, because they're still kind of going through it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw some of the images, man, but holy shit. You know, it makes me th- so, cynic. It makes me think, man. It's like it's the way of Mother Nature telling us, like, like fuck you these things are so violent and man we've been down here we've for me back and forth because i was kind of middle school in new york and florida you know but ever since i was in high school i was here for good and i've never left back bro if i were to tally up the amount of hurricanes that i've been through personally it has to be well over 40 and i'm not even exaggerating so with that comes a little bit of right where you get that whole if it's a category one through three floridians are partying man fuck it bring on the storm baby right because you've been through a couple if it goes four or five we're like all right do we have enough water because we understand it gets a little more serious when it's that high up the reason i say that is because you never really get used to it though you never get used to its power even though it's something that doesn't scare you as much because you've been through it so much it's never something that's like 
Mm-hmm. Well, this is comfortable. It's never a comfortable feeling because there's always that little bit of the unknown. Yeah. If that might be the one that fucking destroys it everything. Could, you know, because once you get comfortable, that's when shit gets fucked up for you. So all jokes aside, you know, yeah, we're going through it as South Floridians, but I'm never in a situation where I think I got Mother Nature figured out. I'm just a little more seasoned, a little more veteran, you know? And then especially when you start seeing, you know, what Hurricane Andrew did as a Category 5 to the Homestead area where basically had to rebuild it, when you take a look at the size of the storms that we're dealing with now, they're double and triple the size of that same storm that, you know, again, ravished South Florida back then in that time. It's mm-hmm. it's scary, man. And it's like a bomb went off, dude. It, it reminds me of that Katrina, you know, when you look at the flooding, right? The only thing is the water's not <laughs> as murky because the Gulf is disgusting. <laughs> you know, the water looks a little cleaner. But what's happening is still horrible. I mean, it's literally... It's up to people's roofs. Yeah. You know, and in the in the spots that it's really bad, there is no more building. It's completely gone. It's washed away. And yeah, man, you know, obviously that hit literally, pun intended, close to home. And we even had some tornadoes in, in my area, man, where flipped over some cars. It went to, I don't know if you remember North Perry Airport in this area. You flew, it's, it's an airport that has Cessnas and stuff. So I'm pretty sure that you're familiar with it. If the name doesn't jump out to you right away. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. You're talking about in Pembroke, yeah? In Pembroke, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. dude flipped over a whole bunch of planes. From this hurricane? Yeah, because tornadoes dropped. Because even in my area, even though we weren't hit directly, we were still getting those outer bands. And you know, the problem with the hurricane is that it's worst case scenario. It's not only the unknown of the tornado. The First of all, the hurricane is a huge tornado. Because the winds, even though they're not at 300 miles an hour like a tornado, I mean, this one was 175, but still, it's fucking, it's a problem. And then within that, it's dropping tornadoes Yeah. that do have up to 300 miles an hour, you know, wind gusts. Um, so, yeah, man, it's just, I want to at least kind of mention that. I think we'll be doing a disservice uh, to not, you know, kind of just send our, our love to those families that are going through it, that are looking for loved ones, because it's, it's not only the people that live there, it's Sometimes it's people's parents. Like, look at our parents, man. Our parents were even affected by this storm, mm-hmm. you know, because they live, you know, more in that area. So it's not just people that you're worrying about that live there, whether or not they got out or not. But obviously the people that have concern for family and loved ones that live in the area. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the price. That's the price people pay for for wanting to live in 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 place like that, like a place like their little piece of paradise. You know what I mean? With the with the tropical weather, with the like, that's the price you pay. It's like the the people in California. We shouldn't live that close to the water. We really shouldn't. I don't know. I mean, these storms are not new. Like the fun fact was about the fucking from fourteen ninety three when this dude supposedly reported the first one. But yeah. people want to move there. They want to live there, and they take their chances, hoping that they won't get hit by that big one. Look at all the people who live in California or whatever part of California is, is the most dangerous in terms of earthquake activity. That's where they want to be. And then they take the chance. And they're always talking about the big one, the big one, the big one. One day, the big one might come in our lifetime. And swallow everything and, um, yeah. and then what? So, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Um, but I think people on some level, I think they do um, get a little bit. What's the word? complacent because they think like so many storms come every year every year right and either it doesn't hit or it just doesn't hit it's not that strong right no and we haven't really had a real threat down here for at least four seasons in a row so you really get comfortable exactly 
when half a decade passes by and there hasn't been any any real threat. And I was talking to our dad, and and and, and I was asking him like before it arrived, like is he is he ready or is he going to a shelter or whatever. He was like, I'm not gonna go to a shelter. The shelters are fucking disgusting. You know, it's like I can imagine how it is and. So people decide to just write it out at home. But that is just a gamble every time, every time, because you can even get your roof blown off with by, by a category three hurricane if you're in the wrong spot at that moment. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it sucks um, all around. Unfortunately, it's always we're always saying the same thing, whether it's in Florida or Louisiana. Yes, yeah, it's, it's you know, the, another thing with Cali, too, is the forest fires, bro. Yeah. It's not only the earthquake, but it's the proximity to, you know, because you're up in the fucking, on the, in the hills, which is beautiful, but those forest fires are another huge threat to those people that live in that region. I take a look at some of the, the footage and to see like how close a building is to the water, that just lets you know, man, that that's like, <laughs> that's capitalism for you, man. Because all they're seeing is the dollar signs, right? Because yeah, it is a beautiful view when you're feet away from the water. But you got to really think if there's a big storm that comes through just with the storm surge alone, which is what doing damage in all these recent storms is a storm surge. Mm-hmm. It's, well, Katrina was the, 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 the levees breaking, but Fort Myers was a storm surge and a mixture of the storm surge as well. But inevitably, the sea's going to rise. They were showing um, in different places of St. Pete, I think, where the, the storm had pulled the tide all the way in. So typically where you would see water and you would see markers, right, and you have a an opportunity to drive your boat up to your to your residence right mm-hmm. that's gone because the storm was so powerful that it sucked all the water out oh and it, you can see the markers like in the dirt so those same channel markers that the boats use no way <laughs> let that's me see crazy. if i can find that bro because i don't know if you care do you really care to see it because you know we can just move on but no yeah, you can I mean, send it to me deal. send it to me like whenever and i have a look no that is that's creepy actually in a way it's creepy as fuck it's creepy as fuck man and we we really shouldn't be living that close to the water something like that is inevitable even if it does happen once a decade you know but yeah man just wanted to touch up on that pay our respects but i'm moving along here man um i don't know what episode we did but i don't know if we're like i know we want you to call us nostradamus (laughs) like the nostradamus (laughs) duo or whatever but we really foresee a lot of things happening and you brought some information to the mic I believe it was last season or not the season before. They kind of, they blur together when you're in the game as long as we have. For real. Uh, <laughs> I really have no idea when I mentioned that. You know, I think it was a fun fact and we talked about the possibility of an asteroid hitting the earth and what would it look like. And then you actually spoke about a particular program that the government had in the works, which is to basically deter, mm-hmm. you know, an asteroid from making impact with us in the event that we see that an asteroid was... Um, threatening was heading our way mm-hmm. exactly right our existence and this shit just happened i mean i don't know if you want to talk a little bit more about that man yeah you you're right like when we when when i mentioned it it was uh i guess something i read that was in the works but now because like you know how it is everything with nasa like they talk about something and then it's no. like two three years down the no. road everything with no stone unturned <laughs> comes into fruition that's the main topic there my guy it's not nasa it's us yeah but you know i mean in. In the sense that they they <laughs> they do things or they talk about things, but then you have to wait years. Like they don't actually do things; they talk about what they're gonna do, and then it's years before it actually happens. That's what I'm trying to say, but I can't freaking get it out of my mouth. Okay, 
so now now it happened right so this i guess it was pretty pretty cool from the what i read like in the sense like that the fact that it worked so they flew this spaceship into this um this asteroid but it's like incredibly difficult an incredibly difficult thing to do like you like we might think of it as like oh you know shooting it's extremely yeah hard. Like, like like aiming an arrow at a target or something it's hitting the point of a needle yeah in in a wide open go yeah ahead. that's exactly yes. it it's it's like it's, it's like hitting the, the the point of a needle to a, a moving object hitting another moving object traveling at three hundred and thirty thousand miles an hour by yeah. the way i i think if i'm not mistaken it'll be either anywhere from 400 to 300,000 miles an hour is what that asteroid is traveling at so it's Put crazy. That in your fucking it's pipe crazy, and and it's they. Insane. I mean, that's why it's like hats off to these people at NASA because maybe these days they're using computers for all of these calculations, but still, it's awesome, right? It's pretty cool. It's so crazy. yeah, they 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 shot this thing out. The thing hit, and I just saw today like a little fo- photo of someone with some like super high powered telescope actually caught the the moment when the thing impacted. So you can see like a little flash of light when the thing impacted. Which was also pretty cool, but yeah, you gotta send me. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll find the article. I'll send it to you. Um, but this is like what we've seen in movies. Now reality, and now the question is: Did it have the effect that they hoped? Right, because the first step was hitting the thing. Now the question is: Did it or will it actually divert divert the trajectory of the asteroid? Because that's the whole reason for the test, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if so, by how much? Yeah, but technically they have they'll get their first data to know if this is something feasible for the future in case some asteroid does head towards Earth. Yeah, it's, uh, art imitating life, life imitating art. I don't know. It's really amazing, man. In order to accomplish something like that, it's great and it's good to see that as far as contingency plans, which have you seen Armageddon? What's the contingency plan, <laughs> right? As far as that, it looks like we have that, you know, pretty solid, right? It gives you some like, some good feelings to know that we're thinking that far ahead. But there's something that I can't seem to ignore. What's that? And it's an angle that I don't think is being spoken of. And that angle is we just crashed a $330 million rocket into a fucking rock. Yet we have no health care. Yet we have people starving. Yet we have people struggling with drug addictions that can't get the help they need. You know, like $330 million is what it costs. That's what we blew up. Yeah. And it's great. It's a great feat. I'm, I'm just excited as you because, you know, I'm a space nut. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I can separate those two things. Like, holy shit, man. What they did is really cool. But holy shit, man. What the fuck? <laughs> you know what we could do with $330 million? You know what we could do with billions that we're sending to Ukraine? Oh, I'm not going to be that guy, though. But, I'm not going to be that guy. I mean, I get you, but but are you saying that it should not have been done? I'm saying that we're just, we're focused on, like, we need to refocus here, man. I'm not saying to not explore that. But how do you want to do it? Because I think if, if that can ultimately save us, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. But we can't be okay with burning $330 million on a fucking test, and we have... We have people dying of hunger, bro. Yeah, yeah, I get you, but but my question is, how would you do it then? I would make sure that along with those programs that are protecting 
humanity as we know it. Damn, that's a nice Sorry, view, bro. bro. I wanted to show I'm you the, the this thing is lightning lighting up the view too much. The sky looks way brighter than it is. What I what I'm trying uh -huh. to show you, but you can't see it because it's making it so bright. Is the the moon? It's it looks really cool from here. But oh fuck yeah, I can't see. All right, it. sorry about that. It's like kind of whitewash. No, no, you're good. You're good. I'm not saying not to explore those things. I I think again, if it's about saving humanity potentially then it's worth exploring because we all want to continue to survive mm -hmm. but i'm just saying we're allocating funds incorrectly i'm saying that if it's that easy for us to burn 330 million or send billions over to ukraine which i've spoken about in the past and i love my ukrainian people remember i'm on the boat i am with hashtag ukraine i don't i didn't change my facebook you know because uh, you know I don't, I don't know if you know that but on facebook now they put filters that they'll add a i stand with ukraine banner I didn't do that, I but I do stand with the people. I was not aware of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, but I'm just saying, like, when there's when there's issues here in our own backyard that need tending to, why are we why are we being so quick to burn money like it's nothing, man? And like, and we're not addressing these major issues. That shit boggles me, bro. So, and listen, <laughs> I've never just real quick, just let me finish this. I've never, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong if you have. I, me personally, never have had any government assistance. I've never asked for handouts, bro. If you've, and that doesn't mean if that if you needed to because you had a family, nothing wrong with that. I'm not judging you, but this comes from somebody who's not abusing the system. That's all I'm saying. I'm not one of those people that, you know, I'm making $80,000 a year, but I'm lying to the government saying I'm making twenty five dollars so I can get a free Wix card and I can get food stamps, which happens rapidly. I'm not doing that type of fraud shit. Okay. You know what I mean? I feel you. I'll start off with saying that. All right. So this is coming from somebody. Who, I, who really cares about that system and not abusing it, right? Mm -hmm. We need to allocate funds differently, bro. If we're throwing 330 fucking million dollars, billions overseas, what the fuck is going on over here? We talked about how much money we spend on the military, which I don't mind the planes, but, you know, <laughs> we talked about that. Like, what are we doing? How are we spreading around this cash? And that, I don't think that's an angle that's being spoken about enough. Even though I think the bigger picture is amazing, I just think we're just kind of like woozy-wazzy. We're not 300... I think boom, just—it's a game. Boom. I don't—I don't disagree with you, first of all. But I think it's maybe not talked about so much because, because there's no, there's no, there's no end result there. Like either you divide money accordingly for different things, or you say we're going to take the money and always use it for this thing in this priority. So the first priority. I don't know, healthcare, whatever, whatever, whatever. And only once those things are taken care of, then use the rest for all the other things. But that's not how it that's not how it's done or how it's going to be done. There's always budgets and money allocated for certain things. But I feel you. I mean, that doesn't mean they can't allocate more. So it's like what you mentioned, right? The healthcare and things like that. They absolutely could, but at the same time then then, then probably less or maybe no space, what is the word, like science, maybe they can't do then and they don't have enough money to do any sort of science um, stuff in space or whatever. It's all too expensive. Biden sent billions to Ukraine. You can find it. You can find it. If we can find billions of dollars, come on, dog. Yeah, but you have to keep in mind, like, it's not that they 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 found this these billions um you know, in some drawer. Yeah, they took it from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're making it up. Like, they're creating all this money out of fucking nowhere. Well, no, well, they're saying that it's budgeted. But, no, all they're doing is printing more money. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's a solution. Just just print as much <laughs> as you need. <laughs> yeah. 
That's gonna go real well. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel you. Like, it's always a little bit painful when you hear about the amount of money they spend for things like that. But if they don't spend that money, then that stuff doesn't happen. So I think we just people would just need to be okay with that and say, all right, then then we don't spend that there, and we have make a commitment to spend it elsewhere. But I suspect people will find a way to siphon money off of those programs. Uh, or, like you said, people will find a way to gain the system. Like, oh, like, like what they did during COVID. I mean, how many people, how many people pretended to be, uh, have employees and have all to get money from that fund that they created? Yep. We even talked about a couple who got caught and fucking went on the run and left their kids <laughs> behind. <laughs> because people are, that's, that's what people are going to do. So, no. Did you hear about Brett Favre? Yeah. You know who Brett yeah. Favre is? Did you hear about him, what he did? He was stealing money from, from like, the poor, bro. He stole, I think, a million or two dollars from a fund that is supposed to help people, I think, in the, in the Louisiana that are less fortunate, you know, trying to help those people get off their feet. He basically took over a million dollars or two million dollars, something. And if you can confirm that, bro, just so we're not throwing. But I know it's in the millions. Yeah. I saw something the other day. You know, Brett Favre did that, stole from the poor, you know, over millions of dollars. And nothing has happened to him yet. <laughs> Tom Brady went ahead and applied for some loan, a PPP loan or something like that, something along those lines. This guy has like $220 million in gross earnings but he applied for a loan through the government having that much money and got approved at the time of covid he got over a million dollars nobody's talking about that who did that tom brady Uh, uh, still playing in the league right now (laughs) oh yeah i got the sauce baby now let's talk about michael vick oh man you guys are let me talk about michael Vick now. now michael vick what he did bro was you know what he was in part of was not right i know I'm not with. I told you how much I love dogs. He was involved in dog fighting, right? But Michael Vick had to give back his signing bonus. Did 21 months in jail. Had to pay a million dollars in in restitution to give aid and 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 um, enough funding for the dogs that were confiscated from him at that time that need to be rehabilitated. Mm-hmm. Went bankrupt. Lost everything. Did time. Brett Favre fucking stole millions of dollars from poor people. Nothing. Tom Brady taking advantage of, of loopholes. Nothing. Mike Vick, although what he did was fucked up, but they nailed his ass to the wall, bro. Let's talk about race in America, people. I'm listen. I'm talking about things people are uncomfortable talking about because nobody's saying nobody's talking about the 330 million that we're disintegrating into a fucking asteroid. <laughs> nobody's talking about that. Nobody's fucking talking about. And I love Brady. But it's fucked up, bro. I love Favre too, but Favre did was fucked up. And now you got Michael Vick, a black man. I said it. A black man. And they nail his ass to the wall, man. Come on, Yeah, you're bro. right. There's nothing to say. There's nothing to say. That is, um, you're absolutely right on, like, hit the nail right on the head. That's, that's freaking sad, actually. I mean, Brett Favre, from what I'm seeing here, it's a misappropriation of what they're saying is roughly $77 million. 70, oh, oh my gosh. I thought it was one or two. I don't know how that, like, what the details are I don't are think there. he got seven. 
I don't think he, no. It's a, he they're saying that it was the scandal is involving the misappropriation of that amount of money. It says in the latest development, it shows that on 28th of September, Farf's charity, Far for Hope funneled more than $130,000 to some university. I mean, at the end of the day, first of all, what you mentioned is absolutely right on. You know, that's some straight up bullshit that these guys are still walking around. They still have everything. And Tom Brady's still playing in the league. He fucking played yesterday and got demolished by Kansas City. There's nothing happening. You know, if he would have done it for like a good cause, like, I mean, I guess he would have thought he thinks that he did it for a good cause. But yeah, his pocket. No, he did it to, to, for them, for this university or whatever, to build some kind of sports arena or I don't know what, dude. It was some, something related to sports. Like, like really? That's what we need? Or that's what you need? Like a new freaking gymnasium or whatever or, or football field or I don't know what? I don't know the details, people, because I don't really care. The point is, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just a perfect example, man, of, you know, we, we've talked about it, man. The system and the rich being richer and rich people don't pay taxes, bro. Rich people don't pay taxes. They use the system to their advantage. They have write-offs. They find ways to not pay taxes. Yet, middle America, fucking blue collar, check to check. 85, 80% of Americans are paying taxes. That's telling you everything you need to know, bro. The people that can't afford those $400, those 500, those $1,000, depending, remember, the more you make, the more they take. I want you to tell you, I don't want to tell you how much you take out of my checks, Sonny. I don't want to tell you that. It makes me want to cry. <laughs> For the people that can't that take sense? it, bro. Dog, I'm doing nice right now. I guess you know, I'm back. But, yo, for the people that can't take it, bro, they're fucking eking their way through life. And this system thinks it's appropriate for the people that can't afford to have those three, $400 taken out of their check to do so. But the millionaires are fucking getting write-offs. And they're keeping all their fucking money in their pocket. But I'm not telling you anything new, right? Because this country was built on those same people right and it was built on the backs of those people and the top one percent use us as a stepping stool right and that's what that is that's a visual representation of what i just explained to you as far as how just the taxes in, in general how people that are that fucking have a lot of money find a way not to do it mm -hmm. and the people that can't afford it are over here fucking getting arrested because they're not filing taxes you go to jail bro you know the saying there's two there's two things that are certain death and taxes mm -hmm. Boom, there you go, bro. <laughs> they'll, they'll come after everything you have because you didn't pay him $1,000. But the fucking millions of dollars they could have collected from Tom Brady, and I'm not saying Tom Brady doesn't pay his taxes, but for example, oh, well, well he, he, he wrote an LLC, and you know what? Uh, we're going to write it off for fueling and this and that, and at the end of the day, they don't got to pay nothing. It's kind of like uh, the... Sickening. Like, I don't know if it's the case, but... You know how I mentioned earlier that the the, the hurricanes and, and all that shit is the price people pay to to live in the areas that they're living in. It's almost like yeah. you guys that's the price you pay for living in the in in the States. <laughs> Fuck you. Man. No, I'm saying like there there are tons of things that make America great, right? Whoa. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, I'm, I voted for Trump, so <laughs> <laughs> 
This is not coming from me. This is me repeating what people say about America, about the United States of America. No, but clearly, like, people people love it over there for whatever. They have, like, all kinds of different reasons. No, don't play yourself. Don't play yourself, Cynic. Don't play yourself, bro. The U.S. is nice, bro. It's a fucking beautiful place. You see? The system see? is fucked up, but don't don't act so, like why you don't no, know I'm why saying, people fucking like it over here. Okay. No, I'm not saying I don't know. I'm saying there's, like, a lot of different reasons. People have different reasons. I can't name all okay. of them. All Jesus right, come correct. Take it easy. Saying, Take bro. a breath there. Come correct, bro. Maga. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so what I'm saying is America. But the trade-off is so you agree to stay asleep and play the game and have all your toys <sighs> while they, you know, fuck you. While they re- no vaseline. Re- you know, yeah, they they do their dirt yeah. behind behind the scenes, and and that's the tacit <laughs> agreement. I love how my my, <laughs> my translations. I was like, and they fuck you, no vaseline. You're like, yeah, and they do their dirty. <laughs> they go through the back doors and they swindle them in there. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they fuck you right in the ass. That's what they do. <laughs> in other words, you're right. It it is it is it is something. But what are you what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, man? What are you gonna do? We, listen, we're gonna Leave. bring on my good friend and neighbor. I'm not gonna say her name. Because I don't know how she wants to come across. But I talked to you about her. And I think you've met her. She's going to come on. And I don't want to talk too much about what we're going to talk about on that episode. But let me just give you like some insight into how this shit really works. And you're going to think that I fucking lost it. But I don't give a fuck. This is no stone unturned. All right. We're going to always go against the grain. You know that birth certificate that you have that makes you a U.S. citizen? Oh, yeah. You know that? Yeah, send me those pictures. I see you, Cynic. You know that birth certificate you have that gives you so much pride and orgullo? It doesn't, right? though. Like, it's only, that's what I'm saying. It gives the you. The American. You. I'm talking about the American way of thinking over here. Get over here. Over here. Get out of here. You know that birth certificate <laughs> that gives you, you know, that piece of paper that gives you, I'm an American and I was born in this country and I can do certain things and my passport has power you have american passport you can hear all you want cynic i can go anywhere i want with that bro all right that's my ticket to anywhere i want to go except communist countries (laughs) (laughs) that birth certificate is just a fucking deed like you you got to think about it like this the government is making money off of you you know so the trade-off is like you're born you're you're you live here you're born here and then we're going to have an established government that's going to have law enforcement in place and is going to have a system and an infrastructure in place where the people are governed and taken care of. And for the, the trade-off of this is you get to live here. You get to make a living for yourself. You can start a family. But, hey, we're the biggest mafia. Don't you forget, Uncle Sam needs his cut, which are the taxes. That's the trade-off that's happening here. And we're just so pleased and we're so thankful to have the opportunity to live on American soil. And build a family and and live our lives. But what we don't fucking see is that anytime somebody is born on this on 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 this land, it's fucking it's a business for them. They're gonna make X amount of dollars. Think about how much taxes you pay over your lifetime. Think about it, man. Mm-hmm. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars that you're giving to the government, yet they're making you feel like they're doing you a favor. And something that I learned from you that tied this all in for me is we were talking about several years back, we were talking about you having to still pay taxes 
at that point in time, supposedly to America, they expected you to pay taxes, even though you didn't live there for a year. And you had to you had to take care of the German side of things. Do you remember that conversation? I sure do. And we're not going to we're not going to say what you decide to do because it's your business. But I'm going to tell you this. The fact that the U.S. still is saying, yo, even though you haven't been here for 12 months, don't forget, you still owe us. Let's you know that they're fucking they're strong arming us, bro. This is a business for them. Mm-hmm. This is a business, and we are a walking ticket for them. And when we bring my good friend on the show, she's going to elaborate a little bit more on that because she's really the one that kind of had me looking at it that way. But I'm just going to sprinkle that out there, Cynic. I don't know how you feel about it, if you want to add anything. But let that put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah, I, I'm familiar with uh, where she's coming from. You know, back before I became... The cynic that I am today. They own a cynic. I'm sorry. They <laughs> fucking own us, bro. I'm going to let you finish. I'm sorry. Bro. I was just going to say, before I became the cynic that I am today, I was into all of these <laughs> theories and, and and conspiracies and whatever. And I and I familiar with, with that. I It's been a while since I heard the details of it. But if you go down that rabbit hole and you start getting into like the whole maritime law and what it's actually allowed was yes that then yes. you get into the you end up on on youtube looking at people who when they get stopped by cops they're like i don't recognize your authority i'm a sovereign <laughs> i'm a sovereign, I'm a sovereign <laughs> citizen i do not recognize your laws and i don't answer your questions and then they take them straight to jail get your ass behind your back boom they slap them on the shut your ass up go there you go to jail mr sovereign citizen <laughs> yeah that's that's where that inevitably leads but yeah we we can talk about it it's it's interesting anyway like conspiracy theory or not maybe there's like everything else is probably some truth in it i really don't know but it's it's an interesting thing that not many people know about i don't i don't know if i i can't even put it as a conspiracy it's what it is it's not a theory it's fucking this is life you know this is not you know it's happening it's fucking happening man and it sucks because you're programmed the first thing they're going to do is make you proud to be where you're from they're going to give you a sense of, right? Mm-hmm. You're a fucking American. That's what we need from you. And why does that tie into your emotional fucking, you know, wiring? Because now when you start thinking, damn, like, do I, do I, do I, should I fucking go somewhere else? Well, damn, I'm not a, that means I'm not a proud American. I'm turning my back on my people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like now that programming that they fucking started when you were, I pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the Republic for which it stands, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. When they start that shit in elementary school, now when you come to thought, like, fuck, like, is there something better out there for me? Should I go? Now all of a sudden you're like, fuck, am I turning back on my country? Yeah. Now they got you feeling bad about doing what's best for you and your family. I came ready today, Senate. You're right. I mean, that that's like all part of this, um, this whole propaganda thing. Like this manipulation of people is, is a better word. It's... From the Pledge of Allegiance in, in, in elementary school to the exorbitant way that they idolize the military, police, the fire department, America's heroes, America's heroes, right? And that doesn't mean that these people, some of them, that they're not heroes, that they don't deserve recognition. That's not the point. For but sure. the thing is, like, when you, like, I can only give you my example. When I came over here, the way they see and treat their military here is like the exact opposite. However, that's probably also a bit of an extreme case because 
Germany's history is such that um, they kind of... It's a lot of shady shit. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, like, because of their history, they've yeah. they've kind of been like a whiplash back in the other direction where they don't, they're, you know... The credibility is shown. No, yeah, I mean, it's it's what I mean is that people don't want to be seen associating with things related to military, things related to, you know, fighting, things... And it's a whiplash reaction from the history that they're coming from after World War One, World War Two, right? Germany was the big bad guy in the in both of those wars at the end of the day. And um then came the the, the split, East and West Germany and, and, and the communist part. It, this country's been traumatized. So now it's like the exact opposite. Like the military is seen by most people here as it's not interesting at the at the very best while some people see it as actually a negative thing right so when i first moved here the military was still like you had to do like i think it was a year or two years you had to do when to reach a certain age or the or you could forego that by doing some kind of community sort of service thing but when you reached a certain age you were expected to either join the military for for a year or two or whatever it was or do that they got rid of that at some point, and now they're like a voluntary military like the U.S. is. But they can't get people because over here there is no hoorah, hoorah, waving the German flag everywhere. Our, our military is our hero and all this. No, the people's view of the military is the exact opposite. But, but there you go. This is the difference. Like, and when they see like how things are over there to the extreme where people are freaking flying flags on their everywhere, you know, and bro, like, yeah, like if I talk to someone and say, I'm in the, I, I was in the military, I like, thank you for your service. Even you've told me, Always. even you have said Always. that. And, and I, but because I feel that way. Yeah, but that's, you feel that way because you've been conditioned to feel that way. Yeah. Like you've just yeah. described. So what I'm trying yeah. to say, long story short, is it's a very foreign thing when you leave the United States. All that. Hmm. Over, you know, uber patriotism. It makes perfect sense, though. Like, if you want people to buy into it and you want them to drink the Kool-Aid, you got to first make them, you know, you got to idolize those people. And, and listen, it's not taking anything away from those individuals who have laid their lives on the line for the colors of our country. I'm not, you know, let's address that right now. And, and like I told Cynic, you know, it's something that I do say, thank you for your service. And it's something I continue saying because I do feel like it's a sacrifice. Whether it's because we've been brainwashed or not, it doesn't change the fact that you've done that. You know, could it was it really because you wanted to protect, you know, the colors or because you wanted personal advancement? I don't know what propelled you to that. I don't think it's always because I want to fight for my country. Sometimes it's like people see like that's a better situation. For them right so they go to the military for for selfish reasons not because of the country you're right right but for selfish reasons because it's going to help them and there's nothing wrong with that right we i understand like i get it mm. but i just want to point that point that out i'm not knocking anybody who's done that and i know that obviously it's just it's a fucked up game with with the whole military things because people inevitably die right mm. did you hear about russians fleeing because yeah. putin is trying to draft them yeah, yeah. Russians are fucking fleeing, son. They're like, I don't want to fight your war, man. Yeah. And they're fucking getting out of Dodge. That's crazy. That is crazy, bro. There's a, there's like, I don't know, like hundreds. I think they're already in the hundreds of thousands of, of fighting aged men that have crossed the borders. And they're crossing from all over, like not just in the West, Western Europe. Like cockroaches. They're, no, well, they're... that's not a good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> 
they're crossing because they're fleeing they're, they're fleeing, fleeing from into yeah, countries yeah, yeah. in western europe but also on the east into like those whatever stand countries border them on the <laughs> east um yeah they're, they're trying to get out of there because well i mean we don't need to explain why it's obvious right yeah obvious, obvious, it's obvious, obvious. Yo, do you need to take a minute? I know I saw you off screen. There's Bruno making an appearance. Yeah, Bruno, I wanted what? to What's bring Bruno on? on. Bring him on, man. Let's go see. Because I can Let's barely see boy over here. Dizzy, look at you fucking stud. I'm sorry. He, look he at you can't stud. <laughs> Bruni. He's fucking beautiful, man. <laughs> hey, Bruno. So, yeah, bro. It's 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 craziness, you know, but it's like you said, what are you going to do? What 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 options do you have? Like it's not realistic for pe- for a lot of people to just say they're going to pick up and leave. Like these Russians are doing it now because they they're really they have no choice because if they stay, they're going to send be sent to freaking fight, right? But unless you're put in a situation like that, like someone like you, so like someone who has a, a life, a normal life, it's hard to pick up and and just go and start somewhere new, especially if you're going to be doing it without some kind of foundation or some, some support system. Right. That was the the advantage that I had when I left, you know, my wife being from here, her family being here. Otherwise, yeah, it's, it's difficult, but totally different ball game. Yeah, man. No. And, and, you know, being from South Florida, you, you see that firsthand people taking the chance. Sometimes they have family there, but sometimes people don't. And they, you know, they leave Cuba and they have nothing. You know? Yeah. And they come and they bust their ass. And, and in five years, they have more than somebody who's was born in the States that feels entitled and coddled and still living at home with his mom. Nothing against anybody living at home with their mom, but just saying. Intels. Ambition is a motherfucker. <laughs> Ambition, you know, is, is perspective, man. You When somebody is fucking starved... Mm. Or if somebody has fled communism like these Russians are, are doing or like Cubans have, it's a different perspective on life, man. Like your scope of reality is completely different. And what excites you and what brings you peace is completely different than somebody who didn't have to flee that type of oppression. Absolutely. And you're way more driven and way more focused and you're not so into the front on Instagram and overextending yourself because that's what happens. People manage their money and property. They just don't really progress because they're focused on the wrong things, right? Oh. They're look. They're focused on all the shiny objects, and they're not focused on what's important. And then this person comes in that sometimes they don't have a piece of bread to eat, and they're saving their chips, sacrificing, and now they got their own business. Now they got you know mm. because they they their scope was different. So perception is a motherfucker, man. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is, man. And that that's also, for me, something that drove me to, in my case, to leave, right? Because my perspective was different. My the, my perception was different after I left. Mm-hmm. So coming back, it was like all the things that are meant to keep you. Mm, what's a nice way to put it? You tell me. I don't know. In, in program? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the things that are supposed to keep you entertained, the things that are supposed to keep you... Diversion, sports, all that bullying. All that shit was... I mean, it, it was like it wasn't working for me anymore. But mm-hmm. that's not to say that then when I came here, it was like everything was great. Then I had also that rude awakening to deal with. And I still deal with it. Because at the end of the day, I was born and raised over there. And that's the culture that I'm used to. And so the culture here is something that's like, 
as much as you and, and if you want to you know as much as you want to integrate i think it gets really really difficult if you're like if you experience that beyond a certain age you know like a kid obviously is going to be able to it's like with a language right they're going to be able to pick that up and, and get into the integrate better but when you're an adult it's hard to really to let go a lot of the things that you a lot of the baggage that you have like you think you let go of a lot but all that shit that's underneath the surface yeah you can't just let that shit go and so you come to another place with a different culture and a different everything and you keep bumping up against that but at the end of the day you have to weigh is it worth it for you for your family right and obviously for me like the and i think for a lot of people it, it would be if they could do it i mean the, the the school safety thing alone is enough of a reason so yeah i think this is a topic that we've we've hashed out a lot in previous shows somehow we always end up back um back here i don't want people to think this is like an anti-america like me with the anti-america stand and you with the pro-america nah, stand but it's just it's just perspective man mm. There's this quote that always stuck with me for the time that I've been in education, and it's from Frederick Douglass. And he says, it's easier to repair broken children than it is to repair broken men. And when you say that, once you're at a certain age, it's harder f- for the programming to happen because you're kind of set in your ways. Mm. Right? It's kind of like that that uh, comparison that I've made before for my time in ceramics. Right? That soft clay is always the best clay to work with. Because mm-hmm. it's easier, it's moldable, right? That clay that sat out and was exposed to the oxygen overnight, you you got to. It takes more to get it right. It's not going to be as soft. You can put water, you can, but it's never going to be the same coming right coming out the pack, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And again, that's I think those two things go hand in hand with kind of what you're saying, where it's just it's not that it can't be done, but it's harder, you know, when you're already a certain age. So yesterday, um, my wife and I were invited to to the house of a friend of hers. And we were, how many, we were like three couples there. And um, they kind of grilled, they grilled whatever. We were just having some beers, just chilling. And at mm-hmm. some point, one, like one of her friends asked me, she was like, so Chris, tell us, like, what is it like? Like, what's the difference between like people in the States and here? She asked me, <laughs> you know, she, she really wanted to get my take on it since I've lived in both places. And she she only knows what she's heard. Like her daughter was in the States for like, I don't know, six months or something on some school exchange, you know, and she came back and told her about her experience. But she wanted to know what I had to say. Mm-hmm. My, the interesting part isn't what I said, because I didn't say much. I didn't have much of a chance. Everybody started talking about other people started jumping in. Right. <laughs> but afterwards, I reflected because it was a good question. It was one that when she asked it, I didn't have an immediate answer for so I had to think about it. And then I thought about it. And one of the things that someone else jumped in and said was like, yeah, well, like everyone knows that in the States, people are all very superficial is what the chief, what, what the person said. And yeah, that's that's known. That's like nothing that was a surprise. Right. But when I thought about it later, I was like, what they mean by superficial is that when you go somewhere, people are always super friendly. You know, or they're smiling, or they're asking you how your day is, or you know, this, right? That's not superficial. No, it's superficial because it isn't real, right? From for someone coming from from over here, over the, uh, from here going over there, mm. they 
they see it as they do see it at first as as oh how nice how friendly how whatever which is fine i think if you're like in a grocery store because this is not someone that you're gonna have some kind of connection with right but whenever people from from some people like their experience from here they go over there they want to like actually get close to someone or or like get to know them better right you know a lot of the 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 examples that they've or the experiences they've had is like yeah 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 and we make plans or whatever but then the people don't call or the people don't want they don't really have a hangout or whatever it's just like a lot of yeah 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 a lot of enthusiasm and energy but then when you're not there or whatever then it's like oh, okay i guess it wasn't really real you know they were just being nice yeah. kind of thing right And that is a thing. Like, even when I go back over there, I realize, Jesus, it's like, I forgot how friendly people are here and customer services. And but but I, I get you. And I got to interject. I get you. But at the end of the day, we should treat each other that way. I don't think, I think, I don't think if you're having a bad day, it's okay for you not to greet me warmly when I come into your establishment. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you're having a bad day, it's not an excuse to, to look at me with a dry ass face and mm -hmm. because there's a certain level of service that should be given. Now that could, that could come across as fake or superficial, but I think that's professionalism because anybody wants to be treated that way with the exception that you live somewhere else. At least anybody here that's, we're very aware of that. And we're going to rate you on your service, not only on your product, but on how you treated us and how you made us feel. That's those go hand in hand here. You know, if you're having a bad day, you got to suck it the fuck up because we all have bad days, Cynic, and we have to suck it the fuck up. So it's never an excuse to treat each other bad because we might be being fake. I mean, it's just a, a standard that we have over here. You know, just defending my American people, of course, but no, carry on. No, but you're, uh, you're, you're right. Like, um, when I thought about it later, yeah, and I, re and I thought about that whole superficial thing, the whole whatever, I my conclusion was... Because the things here, it's not like things here, they get like, like they got it all figured out here. Like here, it's the opposite, right? I mean, who are we kidding? We're still the benchmark. <laughs> Say what you will, but everybody, come on, you still listen to our music. You still watch our movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, dog. It's still U.S. all day. You can you can hate all you want and you can talk shit all you want. But you're st we're still the benchmark. And I'm not saying you in general. No, no, I know. Saying. I know what I'm fascinated about is how you're how this is triggering you is what I'm fascinated about. <laughs> Especially since we just talked about the programming and how you know how like you you're Because, defending no, it it's, like but it's 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 not no no it's no not but that. it is it's, it's you <laughs> it's not the programming it's because certain people and it's not foreign to us we know that certain people don't like Americans and they'll have their choice words about Americans but yet they're knee deep in our culture that's all I'm saying like you can't pick and choose like if you have an issue then I I feel you but ride that out. Listen to your fucking, your German hip hop. Don't listen to our shit, you know, because why it has nothing to do with me being proud. It has nothing to do with programming, but it's just, I feel like sometimes people pick and choose. Like they have what they have their choice words to say, you know, about how they feel about us. But again, they're knee deep in our culture. Yeah. Chew on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, like I'm sure that happens, but I think it would be incorrect to think that everyone who dislikes America for whatever reason is in, is, is, is knee deep in, in American culture. Fair There's enough. plenty of uh, culture here that people, there are people who don't like um, whatever America stands for and they, and they don't participate also in, in whether it's the music or the movies, like they're straight up into their German traditional stuff or, or whatever. But Fair enough. my point that I was trying to make was like in certain situations, 
that like super friendliness that super positivity that super all those things that you experience when you when you're out and about is i think exactly how it should be like you were saying you know i don't think other people should have to pay for your shitty day or whatever it is you're dealing with whereas here you would experience the exact opposite and and because customer service is so shit here in in a lot of places people don't even try and if you experience good customer service, it's like it's like a shocking, like a, it's like it's so rare. It's super nice. It's, a, it's like a nice experience when you have it because it's it's it is rare. It's so rare. Yeah. I can't speak to people's experiences in terms of having to trying to like make relationships other than the experiences that, you know, my wife had. That's the only one that I can speak to. But I can imagine that, you know, coming from another place and be, being there and trying to connect with people on a level a little bit deeper could fall short for some people and it's like okay but because they because they get this you get this um idea or these expectations i should say about how someone is because of how they're treating you you know positively nicely and all these things Mm, and then you want to connect with them but it turns out oh no they were just being nice right so when it comes to you being out in the public and doing stuff like that absolutely but when it comes to personal connections and stuff, it's like, it's really confusing for people. And they're like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think it's a, it has its place. That's a good point. I, I, I can see how that can be like, whoa, but I thought we were cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they, you know, and it's like, no, I was just being nice to you. Yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. So that was my, my takeaway after thinking about that question last night. I mean, listen, I, we're look we're like a puzzle, man. You know, access to us isn't easy. Right? Oh, Jesus. I think it's time to <laughs> time to end the show. <laughs> and I'm proud to be American. <laughs> Programming going to work, boy. Why are you so triggered though, Frank? No, because I gotta say something. <laughs> All right, man. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap us up here with our quote. And we're gonna get out of here, Cynic. Let's do it. How do you feel about that, man? I think it was a f- good first show back. Talked about some shit. Ruffled some feathers, I'm sure. It's going to be a couple mad listeners. Good. We like it. <laughs> we like it when you're mad. You missed us, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. I'm curious who who's going to find this episode how. Who's going to be uh, upset about it? Who's going to be like, thought it was good? I don't know. Just know anybody on that side of the world, man, in your in your region, it's all love, man. I love you guys, all right? I'm just saying. You can't be mad at me because I'm programmed a certain way. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people actually, they they know it or they feel that way about it, but they're totally fine. Like, they don't hate America because of it. I think they just take it. Like, they accept it as that's just how it is. It's hard, though, because as Americans, you're used to hearing death to America. I just feel like we're always on, like, we always have to be on, on the defense, man. You know, and it's it sucks because everybody has a fucking opinion. And, yeah, we got our fucked up shit. I'm the first one to say, yo, what are we doing crashing a $330 million uh, spacecraft to a rock when, when we can, you know, be allocating funds elsewhere? Not saying that we can't do that, but what the fuck? You know, we, we have to look at the disparity there. I'm the first one to call that shit out. But as an American, you always do have to feel like you're on the defensive because, you know, the French don't like you. You know, the Middle Eastern people don't like you. You know, there's some, <laughs> you know, there's some, some German people that may not Plenty like you. Plenty of people you know? like Americans. 
I yeah, but there's plenty of people that don't. Well, you earned it, and and that's the price of being at the top, as you said. So just accept it but, and move but on. But did I earn it really, though? Did I earn it really? Why? Because people throw stones at you when you're up top. Like, did did I as a person earn it? What? Well, no, no, the country. And not you, not you individually. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is that when they, it's a broad brush, though. Yeah, but you. I mean, it's like the whole Russia thing, right? It's like. Do you hate Russia or do you hate Russians or do you hate the government? Like I hate the government. Yeah. Not okay. The people. There you go. The only the but but there's some people that align with the government and fuck them too. <laughs> but over in the states, you guys fucking wrap yourself so tightly in the flag, you sometimes look like the government. So Red, you white and blue. so you so you fucking you take what's coming to you. You want to be at the top? You're gonna get the stone. You gotta you catch the stones. They're gonna be thrown at you. Hey, listen, they cut your veins, bro. A little red, white, and blue's coming out as well. Don't forget where you fucking came from, right? I'll remind you. Uh, fucking asshole. <laughs> He's like, I don't know, bro. <laughs> These German roots are, are pretty deep. <laughs> All right, man. Here comes a quote, man. You ready for a cynic? Oh, you got another one? I thought that Frederick I didn't Douglass say one was your yet. quote. I thought that was the <laughs> quote, son. What, what was my quote? The Frederick the- Douglass one. That was mid-episode, loco. <laughs> what are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, I thought about? you were just a little treat. <laughs> Nah, I just, I, got in, I just got knowledge. You know what I'm saying? I got knowledge, <laughs> baby. My actual quote is, humanity should be our race. Love should be our religion. Who's that from? <laughs> Anonymous. <laughs> unknown. <laughs> For real, it does say unknown. Like legit. <laughs> but it's a beautiful quote. I don't know who the fuck came up with it, but it speaks. And especially to a lot of things that we were just talking about. It fucking lined up more better than I thought it would. Because when I first picked it out, I was like, I don't know if it's going to. And then the way, what we're just talking about? People hating on us, son? Okay. Love. Don't be mad at us. Don't be mad at us. All right, brother. Good find on the quote. Yeah, man. Hey, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for coming back. Hope you enjoyed it. It was good being back in front of you guys. Cynic, it was good uh, getting it down again, man. Welcome. Is this season six? It is. Season six, episode one, motherfuckers. All right, man. Take care of yourselves and each other. We'll catch you on the next one. Same time, same place, same channel. Bang, bang. Cheers. Peace. that hole if it's a category one through three floridians are partying man fuck it bring on the storm baby